Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Welcome to another solo episode of the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I am your host, Tori Mystic. And today I am excited to talk to you about a few things. The topic of today's episode is customer psychology. This is a topic that I sort of teased uh, in my last solo episode and asked you guys if you would want to hear more about it. And you said you did. So I'm going to talk about that as sort of our main topic here today. But first, I want to give you uh, like a little personal update on what's happening at my house this week. (laughs) And then I also want to tell you about what else is coming up on the podcast for the rest of this year. Uh, But before I do either of those things, let me tell you real quick about my Black Friday deals. Now, I know you might be like, totally Black friday out, even though it's not even actually Black Friday yet. I feel like all the deals started way early. It's been like Black November around here. But that's okay. I like to save, and I'm assuming that you do too. So there's lots of deals to be had. Uh, and this year, I decided to try sort of a different strategy. Uh, every Black Friday, I try out something different because I think it's just sort of a fun reason to experiment with different marketing trends. And you know, I love a good marketing experiment. And so this year, I am not really discounting anything of my own. Instead, I am teaming up with other products that I absolutely love and trust and use on an almost daily basis. Um, So two products that I use for all of my email marketing are ConvertKit and the Liz Wilcox email marketing membership. Those are two things that I honestly could not live without, especially right now with social media just being so unpredictable. And I feel like I'm seeing more and more posts of people being frustrated by the unpredictable reach of their posts on social media or being discouraged by sort of like critical comments from strangers on social media. The great thing about email is that those are people who have opted into your list. They know you. They love you. They're going to get to know you even more once you start emailing them. There's not going to be any kind of trolls lurking on your email list, or if they are, they can just unsubscribe, right? Uh, It's just a much more safe and welcoming and friendly place, I feel like. Uh, And the other thing is that my email list is very, very reliable. So every single email that I send out, whether I'm sending it to a super specific list of people or if I'm sending it to my whole list of like four thousand some people, I always get somewhere between a 40% and an maybe 52% open rate, which is so awesome. Uh, And I didn't always have that kind of open rate. I have to say that um, a year or two ago before I joined Liz's email marketing membership, 
I wasn't as focused on my open rate uh, and I was getting more like 22, 26%, which is okay, but it's not that great. Now, 50%, oh, that is super great. That was actually my goal for this year and I was really excited to hit it uh, back in August, I think, is when I hit that kind of consistent 50% open rate on my emails. And it's not just a vanity metric. Like on social media, I feel like getting – 10,000 views on a reel or 50,000 views on a reel is really a vanity metric because it doesn't necessarily, for me and my business, result in additional sales or anything like that. Whereas on my email list, going from a 20% open rate to a 50% open rate has a direct impact on my bottom line and my sales. And it gives me more independence. It gives me more income. It gives me a better relationship with my audience. Um, and relationship is something I'll get into more later on in this episode. But I just can't speak highly enough about email marketing. If you've been listening to this podcast or if you're part of the Wear, Wag, Repeat community anywhere else online, you probably know how much I love email marketing. And I just think it is such a smart thing to invest your time and money in as a business just because social media is very unpredictable, you guys. We don't know what's going to happen or if your account could get disabled. We talk about it on this show all the time. So it's really, really smart to have a good email list and a good strategy on how to connect with your email list. So ConvertKit and Liz Wilcox are sort of the two ingredients that I need to make that happen. ConvertKit is the platform I use to write my emails. I design all my landing pages and opt-in forms. I've got welcome sequences. Um, ConvertKit even has like an e-commerce capability where people can buy digital products from you or even pay you with like a virtual tip jar. There's so much going on on ConvertKit. Um, I also have like my link in bio link page on Instagram is made as a ConvertKit landing page. And then Liz Wilcox is this amazingly wonderful, just positive, bright light of a person. I love her. And every single week in her membership, which is only $9 a month, y'all, that is crazy. Uh, For nine bucks a month, every single week, she sends you a Mad Libs style email template. And not only is it a template, but she explains to you like the psychology of why we're using this template, why you want to share a personal story in your email and let people get to know you. Um, why you might want to have one email that's really about driving clicks and another email that's really about driving replies or whatever it is. I have learned so much from her, uh, and her membership is only $9 a month, but right now for Black Friday, she is doing an annual pass or a yearly pass. So it's $108 for the whole year, which works out to 9 bucks a month. But the cool thing about doing the yearly pass is you get access to all of these virtual trainings that she has done. So she has trainings about writing email welcome sequences, how to write a sales page. Um, she has 
has all kinds of stuff about like how to build a better relationship with your subscribers. She has over $1,000 worth of paid online workshops and trainings. And when you join the yearly pass, you get access to all of those plus any that she records and adds on um, for the whole next year. It is a crazy good deal. And to make that deal even better, I'm adding on a bonus if you sign up for Liz through my affiliate link. And the same thing for ConvertKit. ConvertKit is offering a 31% discount. I think it works out to $90 off or $99 off of their creator plan for the next year. And if you join through my affiliate link, I'm also going to add on a bonus. So um, for Liz Wilcox, if you join through me, you will also get access to my workshop that is called From Lead Magnet to Loyal Subscriber. And it shows you how to make a lead magnet that might be be like an ebook or a video or an email sequence or something like that, and how to turn those people into loyal subscribers. And it's all geared towards pet people and pet professionals. And there's even a Q&A with some other pet people at the end. So it's super, super relevant to us. Uh, so you'll get that. And then if you do ConvertKit through my affiliate link, I will add on a super exclusive new service that is not even available to purchase on its own yet. Um, but I am offering a welcome sequence audit. So basically, you will draft up your welcome sequence emails, which might be anywhere from one to five emails. I would recommend more than one if I were you. Um, But you'll draft up your welcome sequence, send it over to me, and I will work with it work on it with you to edit and make suggestions to make it better, to make it more effective, and ultimately to help turn your subscribers into people who love and trust you. So that's $179 value that you would get for free if you enroll in uh, ConvertKit during their Black Friday sale. So you can learn about all of those. I will put the link in the show notes here. I set up a landing page on my website. You can also find it at the link in my bio at Repeat on Instagram. And that is what is going on for Black Friday. Um, here at my house, <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. It feels like a Black Friday sale because every time I go downstairs, I am bombarded by not Black Friday shoppers, but by puppies because I am fostering my first puppies. My, my first foster dogs happen to be two puppies. Uh, and this is really exciting and, um, and relevant to the podcast because back in August, I interviewed Suzanne Kogut from Petco Love. That's the Petco Foundation. And she was educating me about the importance of fostering and how, uh, if we could just get one million people in the whole United States to foster, that we could essentially eliminate euthanasia due to overcrowding of shelters. And I just felt like 1 million people is not a whole lot. Like that's doable. And it's it's something that if I do it, I can make an impact. And if I influence two more people to do it, that can make a bigger impact. And it just kind of will spread from there. So I'm really, really proud and excited to be fostering these puppies this week. Uh, and one comment I am getting a ton of 
is, oh, Tori, you're going to foster fail, or people are telling me how they foster failed. And um, if you're not familiar with that term, it basically means that you you were fostering, so you were supposed to provide temporary shelter for a dog, and you ended up keeping them permanently. And that's um, this cute term, foster fail. And I'm really happy for everyone who finds their forever dog that way. But for me, it's really important that I foster and I do not fail because I want to continue fostering other dogs. Um, So a lot of times if you foster fail, it means that the world has lost a foster home for another dog. So it's important to me to kind of remain a foster, to not be a foster fail. No shade on anyone who has. I'm happy for you that you found your dog that was meant for you. That's totally great. Uh, But it's important to me to um, remain a foster home <laughs> for dogs uh, and and keep Bert and Lucy as my own two permanent dogs uh, and then when needed we can we can provide a foster home for dogs who need it so um, that's that's something that I am passionate about and uh, I think foster fail has become a cute word that people are a cute term that people like to use um, but really it indicates that there are less foster homes available for dogs so it's really it's not really the best thing. Uh, okay, so that's that's the update of what is going on here right now in terms of Black Friday and puppies. Coming up through the end of the year, I have an amazing lineup of episodes for you. Kicking it off next week, I have uh, Diana Ackleman. She is the founder of Pet Pocketbook, which is a fantastic app that helps pet sitters and dog walkers organize their business. And then all through December, I have really, really great interviews. So the first interview in December is Shannon Ross of Springer Pets. She's been on Shark Tank. She just landed a collab with Outdoor Voices. She makes a dog water bottle that you squeeze and it has the bowl on the top of it. Water comes out. And then when you let go, the water can go back down in. Uh, She also just started making some walking kits with leashes and bags and all kinds of stuff. Next up, I'm going to have an interview with Orzi Clark. She is the founder of Praline's Backyard, which is a cage-free boarding and daycare facility that will be opening in later on in 2023. And her mission is to raise awareness of the lack of dog-friendly housing for domestic violence survivors. So this is actually something I learned about maybe five or six years ago that um, around 10% of domestic violence shelters uh, are have accommodations for dogs. So a lot of people are left with the decision of leaving an abusive relationship, uh, whether they should leave their dog or stay in the abusive relationship. Um, so Orzi is doing what she can to raise awareness about that and also provide a facility to house those pets temporarily while their owners are um, creating a better living situation for themselves. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, After that interview, we have a discussion with Morgan Weber. She is the 2022 Pet Sitter of the Year, and she has also created another business called Memory Flame Candle. That episode will be coming out right before Christmas. It's a wonderful episode. I think it's perfect timing for that, and it is going to lead us into episode 250. Can we just 
take a moment to appreciate that there are 250 episodes of the Wear Wag Repeat podcast coming out. That will be on December 28th, and I'm working with my podcast producer to put together a recap of my five favorite podcast moments ever. It feels like an episode of Oprah. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to go back through the archive. And if you have any suggestions, I want to hear what your kind of favorite aha moments or light bulb moments or just your favorite stories from the podcast over the years. Uh, And if you haven't been listening since the beginning, this might be a good excuse to go back and listen. Of course, I have the podcast playlist quiz, which is a great way to go back and find episodes that would be relevant to you and your business. But I'm going to be picking out five different moments or highlights to put into a compilation episode for number 250. So I am really, really excited about that. And I want to get your input too. So stay on the lookout for some different posts and emails, of course, that I will be sending out asking for your recommendations for episodes. 250. Okay, so let's get into what I really want to talk about this week, um, which is how to convince people that they really need what it is that you are selling. It's really important that you build a relationship based on trust when you are working in the pet industry. Um, People want the very, very best for their fur babies, whether they are a pet owner or a pet parent or a pet guardian or whatever they consider themselves to be. It's really important that they trust you uh, and that's going to make them a lot more likely to purchase from you, whether it is a service or a product or whatever it is that your business is all about. So let's talk a little bit about this customer psychology and how how we can get people to trust us. And this is a very timely topic this week. Feel free to implement any of this. I think I'm just going to be describing it in a way that you can implement it right now and leading up to the holidays or make it part of your 2023 marketing plan. So the first thing I hear a lot of people being worried about is appearing sleazy. So even the topic of this episode, I think might make some people's skin crawl a little bit when you hear how how do you convince people to buy what you're selling? It sounds a little bit creepy and a little bit sleazy, doesn't it? So I, I often hear people, and I, I never hear men <laughs> complaining about this, but I hear a lot of women just complaining that, oh, I, I don't want to do that because I don't want it to be salesy and I don't want it to be sleazy. But let me just tell you something. I heard this, uh, I forget who said this, but this was somehow in one of the Marie Forleo courses that I took, was that it's not going to come across as sleazy if you're not sleazy. So I am guessing if you're listening to this show, if you're part of my community, that you're not a sleazy person because you wouldn't like me if you were. (laughs) So if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you're not a sleazy creepazoid. (laughs) So your marketing, if you're being honest and true and authentic, your marketing is never going to come across as sleazy and salesy as long as you are just being you. So I just wanted to put that out there right off the bat. But we still have to use a little bit of customer psychology. So we need to think about telling people how your product or service is going to benefit them. 
right? Uh, And people are motivated by different things. So telling someone how it's going to benefit them, you might want to tell them the features. So let's say, for example, that you – that you make a, a dog crate, okay? I'm thinking about that because those puppies, I can hear them crying away in their crate downstairs. They want me to come and play with them. But I need to finish this episode first. So let's talk about a crate, for example, if that's your product. You could, of course, tell people, my crate has uh, one door. Uh, it keeps dogs inside or it keeps dogs outside of it. Uh, it is wire, and so it lets lots of air circulate. It has a lining on the bottom, like a, a bin thing on the bottom, so it will uh, protect your dog from touching the ground. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those are like the very straightforward features of a product. So you could definitely tell people that. However, If you can give them a little bit more of a story about how it will benefit them, it will be a lot more effective. So for example, with a crate, we might want to tell people that, uh, you know, there's so many reasons why you might want to crate your dog. And you could share with them some examples of how it keeps them safe, how when you were growing up, your family dog was not crated and they ended up getting into something and eating way too much food and getting bloat and they had to go to the emergency room and they didn't make it or, you know, some kind of heartbreaking story, which, you know, we've all heard those kind of stories. Um, But that would be something that would definitely tell people why a crate would benefit them and their dog. It could literally save their life. Um, You might want to tell people that if they have a puppy who's going to be tempted to chew on everything and explore their surroundings, that not only would the crate keep your puppy safe, but it would also keep your belongings safe. It would save you so much money because you won't have to replace all of your furniture (laughs) and all of your rugs and things because the puppies are kept safely away from other things. You could also tell people about different features of how your crate is manufactured. There's so much that you could tell people about this dog crate to convince them that they really need it and not make it sleazy, but make it really authentic. I think you also have to really consider what people are motivated by. Are they motivated by the greater good? Are they motivated by self-improvement, self-preservation, something that's going to be good for them? Are they motivated by by um, by charity? Do they want to know if your product um, for every crate they buy is one crate going to be donated to a dog rescue or something like that? Are they really concerned about saving money? So can you do a price comparison about how your product lines up to other things or how your product would save them more money down the line? It's going to save them thousands of dollars in potential vet bills by keeping their dog safe and not getting into trouble. Or is your customer really motivated by keeping up with the Joneses? So maybe you have a crate that is (laughs) gold-plated or something like that. And you're just going to tell people this is the most expensive, most exclusive dog crate out there. Nobody else on your street is going to have it. And maybe that is a good motivator for your customer. Remember that making something seem cheap is not always a motivator to everyone. Sometimes people are going to want the thing that's most expensive because they associate expensive with 
good quality, even though it is not always the case. So you have to really get to know your customer and figure out what they are motivated by. So once you figure that out, you're ready to sell. Oh, no, just kidding. Hold up. Don't do that yet. (laughs) Before you jump straight into selling, I want you to work on building a little bit of trust. So this is where your stories and your experiences are going to come in. If you, um, once you've figured out once what your customers are motivated by, so if your customer is really motivated by, um, by saving money, for example, uh, you're going to want to tell them how your crate uh, compares in, in price to the competition, how your crate is going to save them so many bills later on at the vet, or how your crate is going to keep their dog from destroying <laughs> their home so they don't have to replace all of their furniture. So you you have all of these things that you know are going to be great motivators for your customer. You might want to say that your crate also, it comes with a, a um, what do they call it? Like a crate bed. I think there's a special word for it, but like the bed that perfectly fits inside the crate. Maybe that comes with that. It's an added value, a $54 value for free when you buy our crate something like that. This is going to work really well if your customer is motivated by saving money. So that is kind of that that customer's profile. If your customer wants to have the greatest, best, most expensive thing, that's going to be a very different approach. So you just want to think about what your specific customer is motivated by. And then you want to put together some stories and experiences that are going to help you build trust with them that are in that same vein of whatever it is that your customer is is motivated by. So you're going to tell your own personal stories. You're going to collect stories from customers and family members, um, from any testing that you've done. You're going to collect all of this stuff so that you can really build trust with your audience. And that relationship is really important for a pet business. Uh, You know, people are trusting you with their precious little fur babies' lives. So uh, no matter what kind of business, even if you're making treats and bandanas, they are, they need to trust you. (laughs) Um, Even if it's not a crate that's, you know, going to potentially save their life. Um, still, a bandana is going to be something that they could wear out and they're going to create memories together and they want to trust that it's going to last and it's going to not fall off and fall apart and uh, all the it's going to look good so they can still take photos all day long with it. It's not going to look bad by the end of the day. You need to build that trust with them. So make sure that you tell lots of different stories. Uh, And then once you feel like you've built that trust up, then you can start to sell your product to them. And I promise you, if you do it in this order, the selling will be easy, breezy, beautiful, cover girl. (laughs) So you really need to start off with figuring out what your customer is motivated by, what features of your product or your service are going to tie into that motivation, and then tell them lots of stories to help build trust. It just so happens that the Liz Wilcox email marketing membership I was telling you about, her whole psychology is really a lot about telling stories and building trust and building that kind of relationship. So if this is intimidating to you or you're like, I don't want to do all of that, (laughs) I just want to skip straight to selling my stuff, 
I really would recommend that you sign up for Liz's membership, whether you do the annual pass or if you just do the month to month, either one is fine. Um, But Liz is going to really help give you some templates and help you figure out how to tell stories in a way that builds trust with your audience. It is really invaluable. And when you do this, you're going to see that the selling just comes easily because people trust in you, they trust in your product, and they're gonna it's gonna be a no-brainer for them to purchase from you or to sign up for your services. So I hope that these examples have worked uh, or have helped you kind of get your mind wrapped around your approach for the rest of the year in terms of marketing, or hopefully you can use these to do some marketing planning for 2023. A little side note that I just want to throw in here is I've been I've been brainstorming about a new service to offer to pet brands because I'm seeing a disconnect really between influencers and pet brands and users. There seems to be a a trust disconnect really where brands are feeling like they're being taken advantage of by influencers Influencers are feeling like they're being taken advantage of by brands. And then I'm seeing some users, you know, customers and, and followers on social media who, who also don't feel that trust. They feel like influencers are only sharing things because they're being paid to do that. So there is just like a dissolvement of trust in this whole relationship. And I've been thinking about this since June or July and thinking about how I could help and how I could make a difference because social media has become not the most enjoyable place for me and for many of us, I think, this year. And so I was just thinking if there's a way that I could help brands come up with better influencer campaigns and better strategies with their influencers that we could make social media enjoyable again, make it a better place to be. And the the name I'm thinking of kind of calling this is, is relationship marketing. I don't know if that is a term that is used or if I just made that up. <laughs> I was having coffee with my friend the other day and telling her about this. And I was like, what would you call it? You know, what would you call something that's like influencer marketing and affiliate marketing and, um, you know, email marketing and all these different things? And the word we came up with was relationship marketing. And I think that's kind of an interesting little spark that I might be able to work into a nice big little campfire. Uh, so that's, that's something that I'm working on. If you, if you're interested in that or if you like the sound of that, please let me know. But, you know, I like to be very transparent with what I'm working on and, and tell you guys sort of my process behind everything. And so that's it. <laughs> So I hope that you enjoyed this solo episode. I can hear the puppies are getting restless and Bert and Lucy are getting restless. So I am going to go play with all four dogs who are at my house right now. And I wish you the happiest Thanksgiving. And I look forward to sharing lots of great episodes with you throughout the end of the year. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? 
So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.